Hello. Hello, Andre. Hey, Shannon. What's good, diggity good with you? What's up? Um. Well, I got a job. I'm not going to say oh, what it is, but oh I got God. a job, Um. <laughs> which is exciting. So <laughs> Mama's going to make some money, which is yeah, you, good. You finally get hired at that stripper club, right? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> that stripper club downtown? Um. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Okay. Um, definitely no. But you can just imagine that if you want. But also recognize that I look like Miranda Cosgrove, so you're going to be picturing iCarly on a pole. So beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah. I bet so you how someone, are you? Someone has a fetish for Miranda Cosgrove. Um. Oh, I yeah. Good. I mean, I look. You do. Dancing crazy is a bop and a half. Um. <laughs> I am good. Um. <laughs> uh, fine. It's been a chill week. Um. It's hot down here in SoCal. Um. Right yeah. now, I hate it. Like air's dry. I don't mind heat when it's kind of humid outside. But boy, anyway, enough of the weather talk. We're not seventy years old. Um, uh, speak today for we're yourself. Gonna, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, today we're going to be talking about human sacrifices. So, everyone who's ever sacrificed a fellow human, please gather around. Yes. Um, now, tell us your story, Shannon. Have you ever? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you I wasn't going to do a test run this time because I felt like it would be inappropriate. Um. Okay. So. I guess in all seriousness, like, what do you... Well, that's kind of a silly question. What do you know about human sacrifice? Well, you fucking kill someone. That's what you know about it. Um, right. And that's really all you need to know. And that's really kind of, like, like the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the intentions can be different. Like, people can do it for a god or just the general, like, notion of fortune or something. But that's, like, the main thing I noticed as a difference. Correct. Um, I mean, I guess I could give a little bit more um, specified background. Um so by the iron age throughout the old world that means europe and the middle east um like human sacrifice was still being practiced but at that point it started to be looked down upon as a as a barbaric um practice Mm -hmm. um and so they kind of like that started dissipating at that point um but in the new world um think before columbus um the population was still practicing it there um and it was actually very widespread um so not do you, fun yeah. do you think there was like a moment like psychologically where we developed our morality or do you think it was just always there but it was hidden by like hive mind or like what do you well, think happened there right but you're, see, this is why i'm going so far into like antique like historical background even though it doesn't seem very relevant it's because i think I don't know. Neither of those, actually. I think that <laughs> I think that human morality is like a completely subjective concept. You are given that as you grow up, like it's a learned concept. Um, yeah, that's why different cultures and religions have differing moral compasses uh, that people employ upon themselves. I think because it really is subjective. Like if there was one objective moral compass that was kind of inane to human nature, then we'd all share it but we don't like people have different views on i mean i'm not even gonna get started on all kinds of shit that relates to life and death so yeah neither i just think that people develop these 
beliefs somehow about human sacrifice, like sacrificing to the gods or for good harvest or for good luck. Um, and so they practice them. And the only reason they start practice them is because um, they either grew out of them because they felt like something about it was fucked up. I mean, it took them a long ass time to realize that. Or another group came along and stopped that, which was the case with the um, New World people. The Europeans came and colonized and they stopped that. So, mm. yeah. Um, I just, I feel like, I mean, maybe this is like a religious thing. Because if you're sacrificing to a god, it's like, okay, but... I still don't understand that. But also, if you can it be compared, and I'm not coming for anyone specifically here because I know people who do this, but like the whole like luck thing or good fortune thing, like, do you think like where's the line between reading your horoscope and then sacrificing someone for like good luck? I think I, I think there's quite a leap between plans for sacrifice and actually like twisted warped actions taken like yeah um yeah like i i I mean the fact that you're reading a horoscope like it's all happening internally like you're absorbing that information and you're like "Hmm, this is interesting like now i'm informed about what's gonna happen to me on wednesday because the moon is gonna take a shit like (laughs) (laughs) is that like an actual (laughs) astrological event yeah is that what meteors are yeah that's for Taurus. i just read it yesterday for me (laughs) um i (laughs) (laughs) but and then there's like i'm 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 gonna plan to do whatever even if it isn't a full human even if it's like i don't know yeah. like putting the foot of a rabbit and putting it on your neck like yeah which i still think is fucked up like i think that i think that there's quite the leap there right it's just you know you mess around a little bit it's like i've burned some sage to like clear the energy of my bedroom you know what i'm saying but yeah i don't actually believe in it but then like i don't know <laughs> like how slippery is the human mind i yeah, guess no, but... I, I don't think i don't think there's like I don't I don't think like incense is the marijuana gateway drug to your <laughs> human sacrifice. Like no. That's fair. Okay, yeah. I just wanna like raise these thoughts so that we can have like a meter of like, is this okay? Human right. sacrifice, maybe, I don't know, maybe just a pinky, I don't know. Um, okay, so this is gonna I feel like this is going to come into relevance later on in the episode, so I'm gonna I'm just going to read it off of the Wikipedia article, which, yes, is legit and good and, like, all kinds <laughs> of good shit, so we don't stand. shit on Wikipedia. Uh, okay. In modern times, even the practice of animal sacrifice has disappeared from some religions, and human sacrifice has become extremely rare. I love how they say, uh, they say extremely rare and not, like, not a thing anymore, because it is happening still. Yeah. Um, most religions condemn their practice, and modern secular laws treat it as murder. In a society which condemns human sacrifice, the term ritual murder is used rather than human sacrifice. So, hmm. listen, hunty. Um, we live in the West, and in the West, any kind of human sacrifice is um, considered ritualistic murder. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that Okay, I just think that words matter. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I think that if you call it human sacrifice, like, because it's so fucked up, like, I think the person who does that deserves, like, grand punishment. Um, I think that, and, and oftentimes murder doesn't necessarily lead to um, life in prison. I mean, one, I mean, for sure, not even the death penalty. Like, that's not for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but even, like, below that like even sometimes life in prison isn't even certain so i I feel like Mm -hmm. if it was like human sacrifice like that would be like oh my god like 
this person deserves to die like an eye for an eye i don't know i mean i'm not even mm. saying that that's the most like proper way to implement justice mm. in a society but like i feel like it would make for a greater punishment which i think is deserved hmm interesting we're talking about the death penalty now (laughs) (laughs) um i have opinions on that but i'm not gonna say i will go back to your first question though which is like what do the words mean and i i actually think especially in the west ritualistic um what did you say? Murder? murder, yeah. Ritualistic murder sounds way more gritty to me. I feel like you kind of mentioned human sacrifice sounds worse, I think. Is that what you said? Yeah. I think ritualistic murder is way sketchier in the West because um, we are predominantly... Well, I don't know if we're predominantly, but people seem to think this is a Christian nation. And when they hear ritualistic, they automatically see like Satan and hoods and blood on the ground in like symbols and stuff. And I think that that would have a bigger impact on people. Honestly, so like, I think you have I think you have a really good point. Yeah, I think that would have a huge effect on the jury and the court and the trial and then human sacrifice that the word sacrifice it sounds very much like you're doing this not because you want to but because you feel you have to, which I think automatically leads to the insanity plea. But I don't know. I don't know. Wow. My defense of semantics is shook right now. Right? <laughs> I think I think you've changed my mind a little. I think that makes sense. I mean, um, you mentioned in an, in an earlier episode. What did you call it? That like '80s like Satan. Oh freak, yeah, uh, Satanic Satan Panic. Fever. Yeah, Satanic Panic. Um, I think that that has like permeated throughout the years and never truly left the zeitgeist of American oh, no. society. Yeah. Um, so I think that you're right. Um, yeah, and like even if the society like were or were not majority Christian, like I think that like all that christian imagery and symbolism is very much permeated like within Mm -hmm. american culture because i mean it was a very prevalent part of the culture even if it isn't anymore and so i feel like there's no escaping you're right like those symbols and those notions of like oh my god like did satan have something to do with this like fuck (laughs) yeah Um, yeah you're right or Um, painting the person who did it as someone who's without a doubt evil and deserves to die you know which i mean maybe they are (laughs) um uh, okay so while i was looking at background i i came up uh, upon this really interesting just like fun fact <laughs> fun um that i want to read to you because it's not really gonna like relate to anything else later on so i just have to get it out now so apparently um in uh, medieval irish catholic texts there is mention of the early catholic church uh in ireland uh, apparently uh practicing human sacrifice which like oh. a big no-no for catholics so this is shocking to me <laughs> Oh, Catholics. Um, but again, medieval. So we're talking like 13th century at the latest, but yeah. still not great. Um, and apparently, like, once they sacrifice, okay, first, not your usual human sacrifice. It's one of the worst ways to sacrifice someone, which is to bury them alive. Oh. Um, but not only do they bury them alive, they bury them alive underneath churches in order to consecrate the bodies. And I guess by consequence, the church, like, it's super fucked up. So basically, like, the understanding that I got from this is that they would do it. Um, under a church so the person that was just sacrificed like like would still go to heaven like like it, it oh. basically like, <laughs> payment. it's it's payment like we're gonna yeah. have to sacrifice you but like we'll pay you out like we'll right. guarantee you entry into heaven because we're gonna bury you under a church that's lit dude um 
Yeah. I don't see any benefit for the person being sacrificed here. Like, just barring the whole afterlife thing, like, what possible value? Like, why couldn't you have taken Dave, who works over in the meat market? Why are you sacrificing me for the church construction? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Now, on the on, on the point of the actual words ritualistic murder, this is some, some, uh, another kind of um, tangent that draws from this. So, like ritual killings as we understand them in like modern american society are are defined as killings that are perpetrated by individuals or small groups um within a society that denounces them as simple murder yet they're mm. actually like human sacrifice okay like the point that i'm trying to make here is that um some people have tried to include things like serial killers or things like Jonestown into instances of human sacrifice, mm. AKA ritual murder having happened in modern times. Mm. I'm not sure I totally agree with it, but mm. I will list um, for you the examples they give. Um, the Zodiac killer, um, any kind oh. of doomsday cults like the people's mm. temple or um, the order of the solar temple, heaven's gate, bitch, they listed, <laughs> superior universal alignment <laughs> uh, yeah uh, no i don't buy that yeah. one at all <laughs> uh, i mean like but, but like wasn't it like remember when i talked about it like the crazy brazil killings of the 90s like wasn't this woman being like oh like all, like all boys weren't after 1980 or whatever are evil and so they have to be killed um, but that's not like kind of that's not a sacrifice so that's a mission because they're not getting anything in return they're just doing it because they think they deserve it um no i think that she thought that if she killed the evil boys meaning anyone any boy born after 1980 she was going to be granted like oh. like going up to heaven or something like that um, <laughs> going up to the home ship or whatever the yeah ship. <laughs> i already forgot <laughs> <laughs> i blocked it um, yeah i mean honestly for your own safety you should block it from your mind just psychologically <laughs> so okay so now n- now that i told you that um do you consider it human sacrifice? Also, the other ones. Do you consider the other mm. example of human sacrifice? I think that there's a good case to be made for the Zodiac killer because we never caught him. If you're thinking about the Zodiac as... I mean, our... it's Ted Cruz, but okay. Oh! <laughs> I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I guess we can say that, but I don't want him to come for me. So, um... <laughs> I was about to say, unless you think it was Arthur Lee Allen, um, not Ted Cruz. And the reason for that is that Arthur Lee Allen was always portrayed as being relatively sane. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think that that would have been classified as human sacrifice if that was him. And that's never been proven. Um, And then the other one, I think you said the People's Temple? Yes, 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 yes. And also Heaven's Gate, yeah. And Heaven's Gate. I don't know. I feel like those just aren't that convincing. I feel like when we get into like cult suicide territory it has to just be classified as suicide because like they think that they're gaining something but like they're not like let's just be I mean, they're not <laughs> like, like the ancient mayans thought they were oh well i think you're gonna talk about them actually like they thought they were gaining something but like right. tangible like, but like when you're like it? when you're alive you can actually kind of paint these patterns of cause and effect in your mind and be like okay yeah that worked even if it obviously didn't like if i was just like standing outside and i felt a slight breeze and i was like it's gonna rain later and then it rained i'd be like yeah i predicted that but if it didn't i'd just be like well the gods were angry with me you know like i have the 
the actual mind capacity of being alive to be able to make a distinction and justify it. Whereas if you're dead, you can't do that. I just I, okay here. <laughs> I'll I'll meet you in the middle. I think I don't think they're human sacrifice like proper because I feel like the definition should be more narrow. AKA like one not a big ass group of people, and mm-hmm. two I, be, I feel like a serial killer like. Yeah, it's never like I feel like seldom the serial killers kill people because they think it's a sacrifice. I think they do it because they have a pathology. Um, But but I don't see something like Jonestown as like mere pathological homicide on the part of the cult leader, because regardless of whether they were alive to see the effects of the killing or not, like they still thought legitimately thought in their delusion that they were going to get something out of it. Therefore Mm. the death of the people was necessary. And that sounds like a sacrifice. Well, actually Jonestown was sketchy because a lot of them didn't actually kill themselves. They were forced. That's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying the leader. Uh, Also Mm. a lot of human sacrifices, the sacrifices aren't willing participants. So that's not necessarily right. That's fair. uh, Can you imagine? I volunteer. Um, <laughs> Isn't that what the Hunger Games is about? <laughs> pretty much. So, okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. But interesting conversation. Um, okay, now what I want to go into is a couple of examples of I have because I know you're talking about more historical, um, um, or at least not exclusively like Western examples. I want to keep it modern and contemporary, and like this is the thing that I found that I thought was really interesting. So what I'm going to share with you today are a couple of contemporary cases of human sacrifice. Now buckle in. Because okay. Boy, um, I was reading these and I was like, just like, ugh. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. first case I want to talk to you about is the case of Amelia Espinosa. And this happened in 2011. And the article that I found that talked about it uh, was kind of like, a uh, okay. The article that I found that talked about it, like had a picture um, of like a butcher, like cutting meat. like, <gasps> <laughs> No, fucking, like, like a accompanying picture for them. and I'm just like, oh my god, like clickbait much? Like I can't. Uh. Um, like that's very <laughs> poor taste. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so, so there's this lady. Well, there was this lady. Rest in peace. Her name was Amelia Espinosa. She was a forty two a forty two year old California woman. Um, one day in 2011. Um, actually, let me go back a little. So this woman had a son her son was 18 years old his name was moises moraz espinoza he was a factory worker it it was speculated that the son had a distraught um uh well had a bad relationship with his mother number one and two was distraught over his girlfriend's recent death in a car accident um and so this may have both of these things may have led him to the gruesome murder Mm. um so the reason that he, um, if I remember correctly, that he didn't have a good relationship with his mom is because he didn't approve of his m- musical taste. So like, I guess he listened uh. to, like, <laughs> I guess he listened to like too much metal. I don't know. Um, oh, oh my god, what if he was like really into like Katy Perry and the mom was like a metal? <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, Anyway, she didn't like that, among other things, apparently. So uh, the prosecutor, however, stated that the murder was motivated by sheer evil and Moises' mm. firm satanic beliefs. Now, I bring this up because um, you mentioned earlier, like, some people maybe are just pure evil. See, I don't know that I buy that. I don't think, I don't, I I don't know. I don't think evil is, like, something that can, like, 
cause an infestation within you and like take over you. I think like evil is actions and fucked up people do evil. That doesn't justify their evil, but I don't think evil is a personality trait or a state of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's far too simplistic and too like biblical and kind of like like um, writes off a lot of complexity on how people can get to that point. Which again, like however they got there, even if it wasn't their fault, still doesn't justify what they do. But like it, we can't just simplify shit like that. So can anyway. I um save everything you just said for future episodes on exorcism? Oh my god, fine. <laughs> um. But, okay, yeah, but that's what the persecutor said. This boy, pure evil, also from satanic beliefs because satanic panic isn't over. Uh, anyway, regardless of the motives, uh, the motives, uh, the motives, uh, <laughs> we know. I like motives. Motives. Um, <laughs> we know how everything ended. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't. You can tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can kind of guess. So, um, the boy strangled his mom no. and then mutilated her lifeless body. No. Um, I, I'm, I always do this and I always have to, like, disclaim. Like, I get nervous laughter. I don't think this is hilarious. I just, like, I, this is how I deal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's what he did. Uh, he skinned her. And then he removed her organs and oh cut my them God. into pieces with a circular Shut up. Saw. Are you freaking kidding me? Um, not That's kidding. not human sacrifice. That's just bad, disgusting murder. This is just so fucked up. That's like, not okay. You know what I think I laugh? I think I laugh because I find something so unbelievable that my brain is just like, how do you process this? Like, who right. the fuck does this shit? Like, right. Uh, and it's either like crying or laughter and we're on a podcast. So I think that's why. Um, anyway, uh, slices of skin and flesh were later found stacked in a freezer, according to the article. Um, the mom's head uh, was found in a backpack and oh, it had received God. some special treatment. Apparently <gasps> all the teeth were taken out and the eyes were removed and two upside down crosses were carved into the bone. So, yeah, this isn't this isn't normal behavior. This isn't okay. <laughs> I'm taking a breather. You can talk. <laughs> this is your life giver, the woman who pushed you out of her and gave you life, and this is what you do. Oh my god. Yeah, like I mean, if I was mad, if if I was mad that my mom didn't like my musical taste, like I just like. I don't know. I'd like, you would I'd like laugh. write your like, angsty poetry, and you yeah, would like your hair black, and that would be it. Yeah, like I, I'd either like turn full emo or be rebellious, like just blast the music throughout the house. I'd be like, "Fuck you, mom!" But like, I wouldn't carve <laughs> upside down crosses on her dead head. Um, it's a little I, much. I would hope not. <laughs> oh, so the investigators found a satanic Bible. Uh, with a chapter of a human sacrifice in this guy's backpack. Uh, also, uh, the date of the mom's death apparently matched a day of human sacrifice in the satanic calendar. Um, what so the fuck? He in did this his research. Case, yeah, so in this case, I think that, yeah, like, like fear of satanic like influence in here is like totally justified, because yeah. like, obviously this fucking influenced that. Um, like, yeah, like, whether it was Satanism alone that, like, infected his head, or if he was just a distraught person that looked for shelter in a fucked-up belief, like, satanic human sacrifice is unclear. But, like, regardless, Satanism had influence in what he did. Now, um, after the murder, um, okay, after the murder, this kid goes to his cousin 
and asks her help uh, to get rid of the body, but she persuades them to confess to the police. Now, I don't know how calm of a conversation this was. I don't know if, like, the cousin was also into Satanism because I'm just like, this sounds like it was very, like, easy exchange. And if someone comes to me, like, my cousin comes to me and it's like, I just killed my mom, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, like, turn yourself into the police. I'd be like, what the fuck? <sighs> like, I call it myself immediately. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just getting lost in the in the in the text. But anyway, eventually the the guy was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to only twenty five years in prison. Are you freaking uh, kidding me? Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, and I'm sure he was tried as an adult because he was an adult. He was eighteen at the time, so very confused about. I wonder if it was like some kind of like insanity plea, partially or something, and that's why he didn't get like life. But I'm surprised. I'm very shook. Twenty five um, years. Because, like, I understand that some murders, some murders, and some cases of manslaughter, and, like, some shit, I get it. Like, sometimes I feel like, yeah, maybe it doesn't require, like, life because there are extraneous circumstances that uh-huh. make the case more complex than just he's evil and he did it. Like, sometimes weird shit and consequences take place. But this guy literally, I feel like, almost on purpose made it as gruesome as possible, and he still only got 25. Like, how did the jury look at this and was like, wow, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what? 25 years. Like, I don't know. Uh... (laughs) I just feel like there's a lot in that that needs to be unpacked about our political system, but I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Uh, Actually, there might have not been a jury because apparently it was a judge that passed on the sentence. I wonder if it was just like a judge, like only case um so yeah and, and the judge was quoted too as he handed down the sentence as saying i don't know what i can say to turn your life around but you'll have a lot of time to think about it um true not enough though <laughs> uh, right if you're like um doing this as like a teen or like early young adult or whatever you've had enough time in your life to know what's right from wrong i think but maybe not <laughs> yeah um okay now i mean i'm I'm not gonna ask you what you think like it's fucked up it's <laughs> unless you have something else to say like i just no it's fucked up i don't i literally i really don't like i just <laughs> i mean like the case speaks for itself yeah that's brutal should have gotten more time fucking damn but anyway, okay next case this one is still very unfortunate but almost a little funny and just so stupid um so (laughs) in bangladesh in 2010 there was this bricklaying business that wasn't going very well for its owner the owner's name isn't actually specified in the research that i did um it's just this unknown bangladeshi man that sacrificed another unknown bangladeshi man regardless the story is kind of like like mind-breaking so what happens? This guy has a brickling business. It's not going well. Um, he decides to take a very unorthodox approach to solve this problem. Um, he realizes that like his customers are complaining that the reds that his company is laying down for them aren't very red. And um, very red bricks are valued a lot in very rural areas of Bangladesh hmm. and in like not having red bricks means that like they weren't baked properly or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about bricks. Um, okay. <laughs> what this guy is like, I'm confident that I am bake- like baking this, these bricks, right? So it must be something else. I'm kind of cursed, whatever. 
uh, he brings in a fortune teller for advice. The fortune teller tells him that he needs to sacrifice a human in order to ensure the desired color. Are you, are you uh, freaking kidding me? <laughs> what happens? The owners of the brickfield. So at this point, I, I guess there were two CEOs and the other one embarked at this point to, in order to help the other CEOs. So both of them were like, okay, fine. Fortune teller, thank you for the advice. We need to find some dude. Um, they find, um, they actually take one of their own workers, a uh, 26-year-old man, a bricklayer. Uh, they behead him. What? And then they burn him in a kiln. No. Um. For better bricks? Why would you... Okay, first of all, why would you take an employee who's going to help you when you get these better bricks? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Two, how long have you known this fortune teller that they can convince you to commit murder, like, literally just by saying so? Um. The kicker is... <laughs> the bricks did not improve. <laughs> I wonder why. Could it be that he's just a crappy bricklayer and he doesn't know how to bake a red brick? He thought he did. <laughs> this is like, like the three little pigs, only horrifying, like more horrifying. It's just so fucked up, but also so stupid. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess that like fortune tellers are a big thing in like rural areas of Bangladesh. I also read some because I was reading other cases as I was like p- picking these. I read one case of like a woman who got like also she she sacrificed some boy or something in India because like she brought in um like. I don't know some kind of like shaman thing but indian version which are very popular for like people who are illiterate like that's how they get advice um on life and business and so like it's very unfortunate but also like come the fuck on like i don't care how illiterate you are if someone tells you like you have to kill someone in order to get your like bricks redder like are you kidding me um, right <laughs> okay, yeah so the, the the men were arrested thankfully um the fortune teller that was never caught so what yeah there's that um, I'm feeling like there's a lot of similarities in these types of cases to just random cult cases, like you said, because, like, there's just, like, this level of, like, stupidity involved. I don't know how else to say that. Like, I can't really call it ignorance. Like, you should know better, you know? Yeah, I, I don't should. think it's ignorance. I mean, you're an adult. You know that, like, killing people is bad. You, you feel, I feel like, like, yeah, like, cultists and people who do human sacrifices kind of just actively choose to ignore that. Whether it's out of fear or whatever, it's still still not justified. Like, come yeah. the fuck on. Like, wake up and run. Like, there's things that are worth dying for. And, like, escaping a cult is worth risking your life for if the alternative is they make you kill people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd rather, like, <laughs> die escaping than have to, like, kill people. Like, anyway that's what i have Um, well i'm actually like really intrigued because i wasn't expecting you to cover anything like this like i don't know like what i was expecting but like this was very (laughs) different from like the normal andre i think (laughs) i don't know like i don't know maybe it's because you're touching on satan you know getting into my turf a little bit (laughs) yeah i think so Um, (laughs) just kidding um wow well yeah (laughs) I, and I think the sad thing too, like for our listeners, is that it's not going to get any happier when I start talking. So I'm yeah. Really also, sorry. um, my plans of eating steak tonight are kind of getting ruined, low key. So what the fuck? Um. <laughs> anyway, continue. Okay. Um. Well, I'll let you know right now. There's nothing in this world that could stop me from eating steak because <laughs> Mama loves her beef. I'm sorry, <laughs> vegans. I'm sorry, vegetarians. But I need protein, and it's delicious. 
Okay, I'll stop now. I'm super sorry. We're literally already, <laughs> we're like, we're literally already canceled. Like, like, really, the banana girl has come for our wigs. Like, we're done. The pink community <laughs> like hates us. Bye. They just, they're done. They're our, done with us. Our, our Twitter is done. I have chickens like riding at the door. You did this to us, Janet. Andre does have chickens too, by the way. I do have chickens. Yeah, really yeah. cute chickens. Anyway, continue. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna open with Maya. Maya. I don't know why I said Maya. The well, I mean, they called plural. Okay, it's fine. Mayans. How come <laughs> all my intros are bad? <laughs> I'm I'm not cutting out any of this. Okay, that's fine. So the first thing we have to know about um, human sacrifice in the Mayan civilization is blood was a huge thing for them. They love their blood. And honestly, like if you're going to do a human sacrifice, why shouldn't it be rooted in blood? Like, like of all the parts of your body that have value, like your blood just flows. It's full of like life metaphors and poetry. Vampires exist. Come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was viewed as a potent source of nourishment for the Maya deities. So basically the gods wanted blood. I mean, metaphorically and unmetaphorically. Yeah. So these were all considered blood offerings, not necessarily like needing any particular body part, which I'm going to talk about later. So what they would do, and this is kind of um, weird. It's, it's the Mayans would be like at war with people or like they would have people like in prisoned, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so what they would do is they would use the highest status of their prisoners to sacrifice for the Mayan gods. They wouldn't really want to use the lower status captives because I guess their blood just wasn't good enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're sacrificing to the gods. Like, you right. have to give them something good to chew on. But that's just kind of like, in my mind, it's like, that's wasteful. Like, they're the they're the higher value. Like, you should use them for stuff. But no, they sacrifice the high status prisoners and they use the lower status captives for labor. I- I don't think you could anyway. Like, when you take prisoners of war, like, you can't really convert them to become part of your staff and your military strategy because they could snitch, like, they could have double loyalty, like, they could not actually be loyal to you and just be looking for any way to betray you at any moment because, I mean, you fucking capture them. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. They have the kind of psyche that people who join cults need to have, but then again, they would never join a cult. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of depictions in classic Mayan art of human sacrifice. Um, A lot of it is kind of mentioned in hieroglyphic texts that were in the classic period, which is around AD 900 and then deep into post-classic, which would be 1524. Um, and these have all been verified archaeologically by analysis of skeletal remains alongside these texts and these hieroglyphs. So, like, this was one of the more verified areas where human sacrifice is, like, very easily proven, which is why I wanted to talk about this. Because there are instances in so many cultures, like, so many, like, Japan, India, like you had mentioned, um, just all over the place. Even Europe did human sacrifices. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's harder to prove because, like... It would look like it, but they don't have any text about it because, like, why would they keep that one? And two, like, how are we going to find it, you know? So this was pretty intense. And the ways in which they did this is really brutal. I don't think it's quite as brutal as what um, you were talking about earlier. But 
So <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's pretty bad. So the Maya the most common ways they would do human sacrifices would be decapitation and heart extraction. Um mm, other yeah, ways they would do that. it. Yeah. Yes. Other ways they would do it would be shooting a victim with arrows, <laughs> hurling sacrifices into a deep sinkhole, which I think is how I would want to go if I was going to be human sacrifice. Like that just sounds like a fun way to go. Like you get a little bit of the adrenaline rush of falling, but um <laughs> please don't do that to me. <laughs> Um, they would entomb people alive to accompany a noble burial. So someone who was like rich or highly valued, you know, like here's a friend for the afterlife. Know what I'm saying? They'll carry your groceries in the afterlife. So this was actually pretty similar to what you had said about the churches. They would have rituals such as like dedications of building projects um, or when they were choosing a new ruler, those would require human sacrifices in order to ensure everything went well, that they would have prosperous times on the throne, prosperous building times, you know, the door hinges have to work right, even though I don't think they had doors. <laughs> no, they did not have doors. <laughs> <laughs> the sacrifice of an enemy king was the most prized offering, and mm. this is actually interesting. What they would do to make sure that... Um, I don't know. It's just they would capture an enemy king, right? Mm -hmm. And they would just decapitate him. And they would do like this big ritual reenactment of like the Maya death gods. And like it's kind of like a little, little ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, first of all, like that's not like a small thing. Y'all went and you found someone else's ruler. And then you like did this great thing for everyone to watch. Like, what the fuck? Who does Bitch, that? a party so lit, you'll lose your mind. It's so dramatic and so theatrical. Like, they were not messing around. Like, they they were just, they were the fabulous people of human sacrifices, I guess. <laughs> Flamboyant. Um, yeah. By the so way, the, the one with the heart, like, I find that so, I mean, gruesome, but also kind of, like, cool and almost, like, dramatic. Because, like, the heart, when you like, pull it out, it still beats for a bit. Kind of oh. like a chicken running with its head cut off. Like, the heart <laughs> still beats for a couple, like moments once you pull it I out and like that i don't know it's kind of but yeah yeah that's nasty um so actually that brings me to heart extraction which was more mm. common decapitation during the post-classic period mm -hmm. and supposedly they were influenced influenced by the aztecs to do this um i don't know who was sitting at a bar on the border being like hey how do you sacrifice people to the gods oh you know cut out their heart Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you gotta admit they they had a they had a flair for the dramatic and the theatrical. Yeah, they did. So this heart extraction would take place in the courtyard of a temple, or sometimes upon the summit of the temple. Um, and this is where it gets even more theatrical. They would like strip the person, um, the sacrifice, and paint them blue, and they would wear a headdress. So there's no mistaking what kind of body you're finding if they bear these signs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's just, there's a lot of weird things going on. People would cut below the victim's left breast, so right where your heart would be, pull it out, still beating, like you said, who then smeared the blood onto upon the image of the temple's god. So it's like, here's the blood. <laughs> it's like he literally Ooh. gave it to him. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes four of... 
maybe honestly maybe it was a facial because here's the thing i don't know about nourishment but i do know that people literally today in 2019 think that it could be used as a rejuvenation fountain um and i'm sure you have heard of this kim kardashian later did it i mean granted it was with her own blood um like you you like extract plasma and they like do things with it and they put on your face and it's supposed to make you younger i don't think it works um Something that might actually work, though, that is even more extreme that I know we talked about in the past, in a past episode, I think, was, like, rich people buying poor people's blood that, that are young and injecting themselves with young, poor people blood because they can buy it because they have enough money to buy it. Um, I'm still shook by the fact that Kim Kardashian did this. But then again, everything they do surprises me, and I should probably just stop being surprised. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know about nourishment. I mean, I don't know about rejuvenation either, but it looks like... If one of the two, that one's probably the more likely to work. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes they would do, like, the method of the throwing into a hole. Which, actually, now that I'm, like, looking at this again, I don't think this sounds that pleasant. Um, they would throw... Oh, wait, never mind. So, this isn't a form of sacrifice. This is separate from the hole. This is what they do with the body. Um, so what they do with the body when they're done cutting out the heart is they throw it down the steps of the courtyard and then assistant priests will skin it and then keep the skin on the hands and the feet. This is important. Okay. Not that I'm giving you instructions. <laughs> I'm writing all this down. No, no patterns. <laughs> out. Um, and then the priest would remove his ritual attire and dress himself in the skin of the victim before performing. And I quote ritual dance that symbolized the rebirth of life. Um, it was it was normally a courageous warrior who had been sacrificed, and then the corpse would be cut into portions, and parts would be eaten by attending warriors and other bystanders. Oh my god. So they did cannibalism? Yeah, they did, which I had heard about, but I wasn't really, like, investigating ever, because I'm not really, like, you know, like... Why would I? <laughs> yeah. But so that was interesting. That's definitely different. Um, and I guess just like the whole like I'm gonna wear this guy's skin and dance in it is just a little too Silence of the Lambs for me. But it's also very theatrical, which is what they're all about. So yeah, I mean, let's bring it back. Like modern art, modern art is dead anyway. Like we need something refreshing, something new. Like Madonna, Beyonce, <laughs> and Gaga aren't doing enough for us. Like we need a revival of art. This might do it. Gaga. Like, yeah gaga wore that meat dress like maybe she was doing oh it. oh my god i'm so shook and you're so right you're right the vegans hate us <laughs> i'm so sorry guys <laughs> so just like to end this whole situation with the minds i want to talk about um also a lot of this research was literally from wikipedia so yeah we stand i mean um, as long as you check your sources yeah so there was a situation in 1511 when the Spanish conquest was happening and a Spanish caravel called Santa Maria de la Barca mm -hmm. set sail along the Central American coast. And basically they crashed upon um, where the Mayans were and there were some survivors. And I think you can guess how this ends, but they were so they were seized by the Maya Lord Halak Unique and the captain of the ship was sacrificed with four of his companions and their flesh was served as a feast. The other prisoners were fattened and, you know, ate them later. I mean, it's the least they can get for giving the native smallpox. Am I right? Like, 
damn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, do I, how mad am I about this? Because colonialism <laughs> caused a lot of problems. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean, like, okay, so you guys ended human sacrifice in the American continent. Like, low-key thank you. But also, fucking, like, rape and murder and smallpox. Smallpox, yeah. above all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just why? Can we just not, like... I don't know. And plus, they didn't entirely end it. Like, people are going to find a way to kill someone, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just gave you two of myself, but um, anyway. Yeah. So, now we're going to take a graphic turn into present times. Um, so, this is current, kind of like, you were talking current, but you were talking more, not in the same area. So, yeah. And this is definitely horrifying, and I was really surprised to learn about this because... Because, well, for one, Jesus Christ, some of this is in 2019, but um, this is Tanzania, which is in Africa. You mean Tanzania? Is it Tanzania? Yeah, you uncultured no. swine. Tanzania, Tanzania. I don't think the A matters, though, does it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's how hard to be pronounced. And like, I, I okay. guess Tanzanians are coming for us now. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but anyway, the reason I decided to cover this anyway, despite it being really horrifying, is because like I think that it is important for people to know about this because it needs to be stopped, y'all. It needs to stop. So, in Tanzania... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this this country has the highest rates of albinism in the world. Mm. Albinos account for nearly one in every fourteen hundred people, according to statistics, compared to about one in twenty thousand worldwide. Um, and here's the thing: in Africa, if you're an albino or born an albino, there's going to be a ton of social discrimination against you. Mm-hmm. And what happens is albinos marry each other because of this and they breed and they create more albino children. And then the people are still discriminating against them. Mm. And it's just a whole sad situation. It's like, it's yeah, yeah, it really sucks. So this is from an article called albinos targeted for human sacrifice in Tanzania group seek government protection in the Washington times written by staff. So if you're one of the staff, thank you for providing this. <laughs> so this girl was an infant and she was born in Tanzania as a albino. Her name was angel Salvatore and just being born that way, which really freaking sucks brought some consequences. Um, her father tried to kill her <laughs> oh my. because And here's why. Because they believe, or I guess some people believe, that if you kill an albino or sacrifice an albino, you'll just get tons of money, tons of wealth, you know, and that's definitely not the case. I'm here to tell you murder will not make you rich unless you have a really good plan involved in getting their money. (laughs) So her mother, Bastida Simon, she says her father thought she was a gift from God one that he could use to get riches. And that's her comment on the attack. After that attack, Angel Salvatore, she spent the past four years living in Kabanga Protectorate Center. It's a government safe house for people living with albinism. And they have a lot of these set up now. But the issue with them is that it kind of separates them from the rest of the world. They aren't able to figure out what kind of jobs to get after 
they're done with school, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't fix the problem of discrimination. It just gives them a place to hide and no one really wants to hide. Yeah. Um, Angel passed away at the age of 18 from skin cancer in 2013 because it's easier to get skin cancer when you're an albino, which oh, is really sad. sad. Yeah. I know. But at the same time, I'm just grateful that she survived the attack, but I don't know. Um, so there is an organization called under the same sun and it's a Canada based albinism advocacy advocacy group. Mm-hmm. Um, according to them, they said that more than a hundred people with albinism have been physically attacked in Tanzania since 2006, including 71 who died. Wow. 71 out of a hundred died. <laughs> so fucked up. Crazy. Dude. Just because like you happen to be born as part of the more like genetically varied side of the pool of your country like the genetic pool like that's just it's just such a random ass thing to be born albino um i wonder why it happens with such a higher like a, such a higher statistical rate in that country specifically but it's still such a random ass thing like to make that like to kill people because of that it's so fucked up yeah and uh, the reason to answer that question actually is in my research i found that tanzania is actually supposedly the birthplace of genetic mutation so they're it's uh-huh. it's actually it makes sense but it's really sad um they're seen as a source of magic in tanzania's traditional communities hmm. um they're called ghosts or zero zero which in swahili signifies someone who is less than human um legends suggest that when an albino is killed he or she never really dies which i think definitely feeds into that whole delusion of being like oh no it's totally fine they're less than human they're not gonna die anyway they should ask that i'm 18, gonna get rich they should ask that dead 18 year old girl if she's really dead right exactly it's like you guys are brutal like this is not okay <laughs> um but these are led like the human sacrifices slash attacks they're led by witch doctors who use the albino body parts in potions that they claim to bring riches um oh yeah just let that sink in for a moment Straight up, like a horror book like like a novel yeah it's like can we not do that how about we don't take body parts of human beings and say that they are magical (laughs) and will bring you luck just no let's not do that yeah so in rural northwest tanzania um there's a cornfield where they buried a three-year-old girl who was an albino her name was naimana dadi i think and her grave is like very susceptible to grave robbers because people want her body parts which is disgusting she's a three-year-old Um, what happened, how she died, someone kidnapped her and she was found in pieces the next day. Yeah. And her mother, uh, Angelista Nurgrama, um, after her daughter was killed, she took her youngest child to the protection center and they've just been staying there ever since. And honestly, I do not blame them at all. (laughs) Like do what you got to do to protect your family. And there, this is like an actual like political issue happening because it's it's still happening, like I said, and like the centers are an attempt to stop these issues. But at the same time, Tanzania is suffering from the journalism that's being happened, like that's surrounding these. And they think that it's like bad press or whatever, but it's like, it's bad that this is happening in your country. Yeah. And they're not making many strides to help them, you know? Like, I mean... I mean, the government... I I can't say that. The government in Tanzania is probably composed of the same kind of people that think the same kind of things about albinos. 
Right, right. And that is what I want to talk about later. <laughs> so, um, in 2015, so this was just four years ago. It's weird because when even 2010 feels like yesterday to me. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Um, Tanzanian authorities arrested more than 200 witch doctors and herbalists across the country and charged them with several crimes, including murder and human trafficking. This is quoted directly from Face to Face Africa by Frederick Nugi. Nu- I don't know how to say your last name. N-G-U-G-I. Okay. Anyway, he wrote this great article about this. So they actually did arrest 200 people for this, but... Uh, it's still not stopping. Anyway, each suspect had to pay 75 grand for every complete set of albino body parts found on their person or in their residence. So in March of the same year, 2015, um, a Tanzanian court sentenced four people to death after they were found guilty of killing an albino woman. I guess I'll just finish by talking about this one that happened January 1st, 2019. This murder occurred on the new year, new year. Um, in the Conde area in Nakta Bay. Um, so a 54-year-old man named Yasin Quenzpri, he was a hospital attendant. He was murdered in front of his child, and he was an albino. Um, yeah, the people hacked off both his hands and fled with them, obviously, oh because that's the value. And basically what... They, what the government decided to do was charge the murderers with genocide. They thought that by charging these people with genocide rather than just murder would deter people from doing this because it's considered a worse crime and it's based upon killing people based on who they are. Um, I don't know that this is going to deter anyone because the problem isn't getting caught. They have They know what they're doing is wrong. You know what I mean? Um, what I found interesting about this is that some are indicating right. in their studies that the killings of albinos are arising during elections. So maybe it's a response to political um, issues, I guess. Um, wanting better luck. I don't know. Yeah, that makes it okay. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, in this particular or in another case that was happening around the same time, 2018, late 2018, 2019, there was another murder of a man who was albino. And what happened was people were implicated in this murder that were pretty high status. So there was a medical practitioner and a police officer who were kind of implicated in this murder. And everyone was kind of shocked. But like you said, like, the people believe this, like even your police officers, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's one example of human sacrifice that's happening in present day. Um, And it's, it was really horrifying to read. I can't believe this is happening. Like, and (sighs) I actually had no idea about any of this. So all, all, all that you're bringing today is new to me. I didn't know that like there was one country that was just straight up killing so many people because they were albino. Like that's so fucked up. Um, Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, everyone, just stop. (laughs) Right, just stop. Please stop. (laughs) Well, also, like, I didn't really go into this topic hoping to find something that was um, present. I was really surprised. But also, uh, I think this was supposed to be our fun episode. Uh, (laughs) Every episode was supposed to be our fun episode. (laughs) Take some dark, twisted turn. Yeah. um, So that's what I have for you. I... 
will have trouble sleeping tonight for sure. If you are interested in helping or donating to this cause, you can check out Under the Same Sun um, or, you know, whatever you feel you got to do. Spread oh. the word, guys. <laughs> well, that's a nice note to end that on. Thank you. Everyone donate to this charitable organization. Please help stop the killings in Tanzania. Um, uh, we don't stand human sacrifice. Definitely not. Um, no, we do not. <laughs> now... If any of you have suggestions for next week's episode, which by the way, we did get some um, uh, over the week. So we're going to be going over those in order to decide next week's episode. But if you have any further suggestions for future episodes, do let us know uh, by DMing us on Twitter at TalkScary or sending us a message on Facebook at ScaryTalk. Um, you can also find us on all podcast listening platforms. We are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, um, Stitcher, tune in. Okay, everyone, please don't fucking kill anyone. <laughs> please um, don't kill anyone. We provided a lot of good information on like, how to do yeah, just like, that, but please don't. Yeah, this is basically like a how-to guide, and also, I don't know what like lesson should be taken away from this besides like don't kill people. So we're just gonna say that like if human sacrifice sucks, like great for podcast content but boy are these murders fucking gruesome and terrible um uh, we'll try to come back with a more lighthearted episode next week uh <laughs> the mothman is real and we love you <laughs> i guess the thesis here is that scary talk is here to scare you um so i hope you're scared and you're not enthralled All yeah right. so I, I mean yeah i hope i hope it worked and your expectations weren't subdued and you're happy because boy are we terrified as well uh, uh, Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs>